I love hip hop when I walk, I diddy bop. New York when I talk, I give my city props. At least every 52 weeks, my committee drops. Yet another butter banger, straight off the hanger. All lines are busy. Your mind is. What dizzy. is Mental Giants and what is the, the mission? No doubt. Mental Giants is Parker, the musical half of the, the DJ inside, the production side, Parker Lee, and Akbar. Like, that's the, the group consists of the two of us. Before we were mental giants, we were TCP. That was, we were the crowd pleasers. We, we were just B-boys, breaking, MCing, DJing, and doing what we do. But eventually, as the 90s came in and we saw that hip hop, it was a movement, it was a wave in Chicago. We said, okay, let's take the, and, and also people were getting signed. You know, we saw Picasso finally getting, people getting getting record deals. So we, yeah, so we took it more serious. I, me being uh, into science and into you know the esoteric knowledge and information and coming from the nation of Islam, I always gravitated towards spirituality. So I remember what happened was I was reading a book. It was by Time Magazine. It was like Leonard, uh, Leonard Nimoy, the guy was Dr. Spock. He had a book. In that book, they had the Easter Island heads, right? Those heads on Easter Island, and those always fascinated me. Those heads. So I just got the epiphany, like I wanted our group to be called the Mental Giants. And I took those Easter Island heads and I kind of freaked it and drew and drew those two heads as representing us as the mental giants. That's how that's really the birth of mental giants right there. One thing I got is no fear where you come from. I came from out of nowhere. Stupid dumb dumb. If my name is not in your ear, that's because my brain is out of your sphere. How did you guys get into hip hop? I went to um, high school back in it was like 82. And I used to see flyers from the Cold Cross Brothers. Fearless Four, um, Fantastic Five, and I could never get in. I was a little too young. That caught my interest, man. I used to get tapes from those guys. Like, those tapes would run around. They didn't, you know, there wasn't broadcasted back then. They were, like, tapes from, like, the Cold Cross tape. So we're talking New York. I'm talking, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. from New York. This is yeah. 80, 82, 81. What was the, the gateway for you to start actually being a participant, to actually start doing, doing hip-hop or being a part of hip-hop? Well, I started DJing. Actually, this kid in my class, he started, his name was Ravi. He was a DJ. I just saw him go back and forth in good times. Good times, good times. After that, I had to get some turntables. And that was my thing, man. I just loved hip-hop ever since. And then listening to Red Alert back in the days, the old mixes, you know, all I did was at night, you know, I have a girl. I would have to break up a lot of girls because all I do is listen to the mixes at night, man. Ah. You gonna tape another mix? Like, yeah, I would tape them. You know, I would tape them on tape. And basically, I fell in love with hip-hop, man. I mean, just from day one, right when I heard the Cold Crush Brothers. Just like Parker, I also am originally from New York. I grew up in the Bronx and um, Harlem. And graffiti was my introduction to hip-hop. It was graffiti. I was a shorty. I was probably 13. My big brother was Zulu Nation. He was down with the Zulu. So I wanted to be like my big brother. He was already doing graffiti. He was already emceeing. He was in a group called The House Gang. His tag was KG Rock. I started tagging first, that was my introduction. And after tagging, I just progressed into dancing, you know, boogieing and breaking, and then eventually MCing came, uh, you know, back then we didn't really compartmentalize hip hop. It was, everything was everything, you know, we did it all. Whatever you felt that you were the best at was kind of what you gravitated towards most, but we kind of did everything. I, the only thing I never really did was DJ, but yeah, it was graffiti, and then it was breaking and dancing, and then. MCing. Catch me chilling in the hood like a winter coat. Got people in the shot, and I know plenty folks 
Who don't wanna hear any jokes? Mix Henny with the Coke and we blow plenty smoke. And keep our movement steady. The teacher will appear when the student is ready. It goes project building, liquor store, liquor store, church, liquor store. Kids on the corner got Talk a little bit more about your influences in hip hop. As far as MCing goes, because that was really how I carved my niche in this culture, being an MC. You know, I do graffiti, but like graffiti is a given for a b-boy. You gotta have a tag. But MCing was something that I really um took to heart and I, I started just in my grandmother's basement I was living in the Bronx up on 219th and White Plains and I would hear the like like piece that I would hear the mixes at night and then I would just write my little rhymes you know what I mean I didn't really think that I would be good at it but I knew that I had a really I had a knack for vocabulary and so that's what propelled me in MCing Super Rhymes was what really made me want to be an MC. Jimmy Yo, Spicer. I, Jimmy Spicer, rest in peace, brother. Like that whole storyline, like this, his storytelling abilities. That song, Super Rhymes. One day in the operating room, the day I came out of my mother's womb, the doctor spanked me on my behind. I didn't cry. I just started to rhyme. You know, like his whole story structure and the way he put rhymes together made me want to MC. Like that was really the song that did it for me. You know, along with other ones, um, but that was it for me. Like that right there made me say, okay, I'm gonna be an MC. Hip hop is. A DJ cutting, adjusting pitches, hitting switches and mashing buttons. Hip hop is a b-boy strutting on the dance floor for the hardcore glutton. We bum rush the show when the door starts shutting. Hip hop is when you make something out of nothing. Like Tell us about the notion of the full hip hop arts: graffiti, turntablism, you know, MCing. How does that? play in to the culture now? How has it changed from back then? We talked about it. If you were a b-boy, yeah, you always did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, you were better at certain things, but now there's a disconnect where there's just rappers, just breakers, there, you know, there's just graffiti writers, and they don't normally kind of put it all together like we used to do. Well, it's the five elements of hip-hop. Breakdancing, graffiti, MCing, beatboxing was one of them. Yeah. Remember, that was actually an element. You know, you used to have to know it all. Like me and Akbar, I used to like, do the boomwalk, break dance. Thought I could rap. I wasn't really a rapper. Definitely um, graffiti. I was a vandal. Um, DJ. We had to do it all. But now it's kind of like you pick one. It's like even when there's raps, there's no DJs in the records anymore. The graffiti writers used to do the artwork, you know, for the album covers. Used to have dancers, you know. So all the elements used to come together back in the days. Now it's just singled out. Yeah, uh, that's just a great question, Jesse. I think because back in those earlier days, it was a culture. And so when you're in a culture, you're fully immersed in that culture. So you just do everything that that culture offers. Now, it's not really looked at as, a, as more of a, even though we still consider it, they, they call it the culture, right? It's just a moniker that they gave it. But it's a cash cow now. You know, hip hop and the music is a cash cow. So you got people out here who want to push certain things to make a certain amount of money. Rappers, they want to make their money. Then you got the graffiti artists who now have finally got respected on the mainstream level. They're out there making their money. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's kind of been compartmentalized. There are some artists who will incorporate breakdancers in their show. They'll have a live artist back, you know, in the, in, the, in the back on stage doing graffiti or doing live art. So there are, there are some who still understand the importance of 
keeping all those elements together. But overall, it's because of the fact that now hip hop has become a marketing tool. So you have to break it down and sell it. You make your money, right? It's all about the money. Hip hop is the application of street knowledge for modern day situations not learned in college. This is real life. Real MCs with steel mics. A juggle, a constant struggle when you feel strife. Hip hop is. How has hip hop changed locally and globally since you guys started? Hip-hop has definitely morphed into something else. The times have changed, you know? It's the internet age. Everybody has access to this music. I remember when you couldn't find an MC, like somebody who was really an MC back in those days. Like there was few and far between. It's in DJs too, now everybody's, everybody raps or thinks they can rap. And you got a lot of people now who think they can DJ because now you don't need turntables. You just go Serato, you right? You need to do that investment. Of and nowadays you don't really have to be lyrical if you got an image and you, you know, you look good and you sound like everybody else, you kind of can fit in and get in where you fit in. But I still love a lot of the music. But now you have to really search for good music. And um, the radio is also a machine that pumps a lot of garbage. So now we got stations like Vocalo, Internet, Series XM and all that give us a, a, a platform to, you know, to still thrive. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's different, man. You don't stop. <laughs> 